I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. So there's this thing we've said on here in When East Meets <laughs> West called the middle path. The middle path. And Nikki and I, hey, Nikki, we're going to talk about Hi, the middle Pete. path today. I know. I'm really excited. I was, you know, for, before we were hitting the record button, we were like, what are we talking about today? And we had some options. And then I was like, I really want to talk about the middle path. I was really excited to hear you talk about the middle you all, path. I was trying to convince her to talk about something else. And she was reluctantly saying, <laughs> I'm really excited for the middle path. I, I really, I, I really, I really was. Cause I'm, you know, I, it's one of my favorite things to talk about clinically in my own life. And, and of course, just excited to hear uh, some of your wisdom from some of your Zen Buddhist training. And cause obviously that's, that's where, that's where this that's where this comes where from. This so comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, now that we've like set it up that way, I hope we don't like let anyone <laughs> down. <laughs> this, People are like, "This is not why was she as cool, so excited about this?" They're boring psychologists. <laughs> yeah. They get excited by really boring things. We and that is true. We do. We do get excited about boring. You things. definitely get more excited about boring things than I do, though. I'm just gonna put that out there. Do you think, that's oh, that's actually true. That's that true. totally true. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, listeners. So Nikki gets, uh, <laughs> she geeks out more than I do for sure. So middle path. So uh, let, let, let's just uh, ease our listeners in just to some of the Western behavioral science. So how have you seen it or what is, how does it show up in your clinical practice, the notion of middle path? So, well, it's going to be hard to say it <laughs> from a strict uh, behaviorist lens since it's, Straight up borrowed from 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 Eastern Eastern perspective. Um, Though I would say, you know, if we go back to um, the second wave uh, in cognitive behavioral therapy, um, folks like uh, Dr. Aaron Beck, uh, who is a a very famous psychiatrist, considered the father of cognitive therapy, you know, that kind of work where the uh, focus was predominantly on um, cognitively restructuring, we've talked about that before, which is basically uh, changing our thinking, right? would be to change our thinking to what is accurate. And I would say that the middle path helps us uh, from a, from a cognitive standpoint, understand uh, this like compromise, right. That things are um, not going to be all good or all bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from a behavioral standpoint, I would say that's a concept I'm often using in my own mind as I'm trying to shape behavior with patients. And then also as I overtly share that concept with individuals um, to help cultivate flexibility in responding. Right. Because it's like, there's not like, as opposed to, I I often mime like a pendulum swinging. So Mm -hmm. if you're watching our YouTube channel, you can see me doing it. (laughs) Um, Right. That there's a pendulum swinging. And the idea is to try to uh, settle somewhere near the middle. Right. Well, I think it's also maybe just uh, uh, for a minute, I'm going to just even expand a little bit. So just yeah, because please. we dropped the second wave mm-hmm. and, and just for anyone that might be tuning in for the first time mm-hmm. in a very simple way, the first wave is behaviorism. Like, how do I get a rat to the end goal? Mm-hmm. The second wave was, as as Nikki said, Aaron Beck with cognitive, the father of cognitive therapy. So he said, well, actually thoughts impact how we get to that end goal mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And then this third wave that we're often discussing here on e- when East meets West is uh, acceptance-based strategies that are really borrowed from the Eastern spiritual yes. practices. Yes. And mindfulness explicitly. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, uh, that, that's like my 22nd description oh, of the three waves. As, as, that was a, that was a beautiful, uh, elevator pitch. I love that. That was, <laughs> <laughs> are you sold? It. I am so sold. That's well, that's, 
Ob. That's that's ob. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so so say so so that that's my little uh, summary from from a Western lens here. So I'm I'm so dying, as I said, to hear um, how how is this talked about um, through an Eastern lens? Yeah. Well. In exactly the way that you would anticipate. And so in particular, it starts with probably the eightfold path. So as we've mm-hmm. discussed, there's the four noble truths. So the first is that life is suffering. The second is that suffering is created by attachment. The third is there's a way to get out of suffering, which is the eightfold path. And the fourth is that nirvana kind of path of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that it's so interesting because nothing in Eastern spiritual practice is really rigid. And I right. find that the four noble truths are kind of very discreet and concrete and they're 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 misleading in a way mm-hmm. you know because people feel like that there's this like very simple four way of getting to this uh, idea of enlightenment and frankly there's no such thing as enlightenment which you learn <laughs> in the end uh, because once you believe you're enlightened then you've already you're not you've, you're not. you've already failed, <laughs> you've already yeah. failed. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. see it as a success or yeah. fail but the truth right, is right. it's like you know the idea so that's interesting right because there's no yeah. end Yes. And that's why we've talked a lot about the eightfold path here, because I think that that's ultimately the ritualistic behavioral way of living in an Eastern spiritual practice mm-hmm. is by practicing these eight, the eightfold path. In fact, the eightfold path is, it highlights the middle way of moderation. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, 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 it's like right speech. So it's not saying like no speech or all speech. It's saying like right speech, finding that, that, that middle way of, of, of what to say. You, know, you, look, it, you look curious. Yeah, I, I am. Well, it's, and I know I've mentioned this before in a previous episode, I think, and this is where it's very interesting to me in terms of like the translation of the language. Cause I think yes. like for English speakers, right. Um, you know, and I would be curious if in other languages, uh, if this would be similar or not. Um, but the word right gets very confusing, right? Yes. Like I just said, right again, uh, we, <laughs> we, you know, we, we have a whole episode called righteousness and rigidity in we season sure one yep. because we can get so attached to being right. And I think that it's like from a, the way it sounds, I like the way it sounds like right effort, right speech though. Maybe that's, I think there's almost like a, like a translation issue because like what you're saying, Pete, is that the, the sentiment of that is really like, right. It's like effective speech, effective effort, which is the language that we use in a third wave CBT um, approach because it's, it's about like, or or other language we use is like workable, right? Yeah. Workable, not workable. Manageable, workable. Yeah. Those are the verbs yeah. that we like to use. Yeah. No, yeah. Those, that's a really good point. And, and there are a lot of things that are not translatable and I guess we do the yeah. best to, to we try can. We, that we can. Yeah. And I, 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 I've never really thought about it in that way. The ultimate goal is to avoid extremes, you know, and I think that mm-hmm. that's what we're getting at. And so you're right. It would be like workable speech or workable mindfulness or mm-hmm. manageable because right means that there's right or wrong. I mean, I'm sure there must be a scholar out there that has interpreted right in a different way, but I, I don't, I don't know. Like maybe right means commitment to. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I'm, I'm reminded of um, a story you've told a few times of like when you first, uh, when you first started practicing Buddhism that you yeah. like, or you told it in different ways, you know, that you wanted to like meditate the right way. Or like when you were at your aunt's funeral, like, you know, that it was, you thought something was wrong because you were feeling sadness in the moment. And, and I, I wonder if part of that is like an over attachment to the language of, right? Like I'm not, when, when literature, (laughs) well, you know, (laughs) 
big ups UCSD. Can't take it out. Manager. Yeah, you I can't can. take <laughs> a girl out, but whatever the saying is. <laughs> yeah, you can take. Well, I, I'm not even going to go for it. Um, yeah, I'm, too, I'm too tired today. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, so it's like, because what, what I keep hearing you say is like, what what the message is, yeah. is not linear right. It's what we say over and over again is, <laughs> here we go, guys, the middle path, right? Coming That's back right. to there, there isn't perfect there isn't one way to do something no and 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 even that there's eight ways at least yeah (laughs) yeah 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 at a a bare minimum so i think uh you know it's also sometimes called the middle way you know depending on the interpretation but the idea is just avoiding extremes so like and and so in cognitive over therapy maybe you'll talk a little bit about all or nothing because i think middle Mm. path really to me links most directly to all or nothing cognitive well, you, distortion. Well, go, you want me to? You, yeah, you, go, you get it, get in there. You're, I you, always you, like to you, give, are all, you are also a CBT therapist, my I friend. I am, <laughs> uh, and you're just a better teacher of it. But I, anyway, I do, we love practice, to say that. So, so I do love to say it. So, so not true guys. I'll keep so saying it, but it's okay. <laughs> so, so all or nothing, uh, or black and white thinking is a mm-hmm. cognitive distortion. So David Burns, we've highlighted, you know, several cognitive distortions. I also like to think of all or nothing behaviorally. So everyone oh, yeah. listening, you know, so it, it developed in the second wave, but mm-hmm. really if I, if I bring that construct to the first wave, everyone listening has either gone to the gym or not gone to the gym or goes to yoga five days a week or doesn't go to yoga at all. Or, or think, or, well, that's a, yes, I think what, what you're highlighting there is, and this is real um, solid uh, CBT stuff is that thoughts, feelings, and behaviors um, influence one another. That's <laughs> right. right. So if you have a belief, yes, you know, I can only go to the gym five days a week or not go at all. That's absolutely going to influence what you do. Correct. Exactly. So I think it's important for people because if they can't connect with their thoughts, right? Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people, and that's the thing about mindfulness or meditation is mm-hmm. that we build a relationship with the thoughts, but we might not be there yet. Yeah. And so yeah. you might not realize it, but you know that you either go to yoga six days a week or you don't go at all. And you're like, I don't get why I'm like that, you know? And so whatever feels more accessible, whether it's the thought, feeling, or behavior, you know, that's what you want to start with. And so I think behaviorally, everyone out there has been in extremes. Like I eat no sugar or sugar, you know, yes. I do a, a sugar cleanse, <laughs> right? Yes. Or, or, or I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm eating all the Oreos that I yes, want. Right? right. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that goes back to this concept you and I, um, you know, highlight over and over again, which is that's because the way the brain is wired, right. Mm-hmm. That yes. it's, it's much easier to, frankly, process information in, in, in binaries, right? And this is like, goes back to our dialectics episode, right? Like that's why it's hard to hold two opposing things at the same time, because it's, you know, sometimes I joke with people, I'll say like, look, it's a lot easier to process two data points versus 17, Right. you know, it's like, it's just, you know, we, our brains don't like it. It's, it's harder. (laughs) And so what we think about is that really nothing is yes or no. And that's the way that Mm -hmm. I, I view the world. And so whether that's my cognitive and behavioral Western practice, or if that's my Eastern spiritual practice, I don't see anything in in those dyads anymore. So, well, as I say, well, I was going to say, because you're practiced at, and (laughs) you were like, whether it's my Western or Eastern, I was like, well, here's another middle path. It's both. It's both. <laughs> it's both. It's, it's both. You real know? time. <laughs> real time. Real time. It's both. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like when you say you don't see it anymore, I I, I will, I'm going to gently challenge you on that to say Please. your brain 
still wants to. And yeah. you're, you're just very skilled at knowing that. And, 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 you know, and I'll say, you know, I, I, I always share this with people I'm working with, you know, like I, Pete and I, we, we live the stuff we're, we're talking about. You know, like we live the stuff that we most we of the teach. time, most of well, when, <laughs> when I, when, when I say that, I, I don't mean it actually is like, we're perfectly you're not mindful. Now I'm sorry, guys. I'm not, it, no. it, I mean it in the way of like, we're, we're walking around saying we're humans too. Yeah. We struggle too. Yeah. All the things that we're saying are hard for you guys. They're hard for us too. And these approaches help us. Um, and hopefully we'll help you navigate this human experience yeah. with just a little bit more ease and maybe a little bit more grace and a little bit more like softness said so sweetly and <laughs> in such a soft voice. I feel so, I feel so calm. You said, you, I'm glad. I'm glad. So I'll share uh, one of the teachings. So this is one of the okay. Eastern teachings. It's a story. So I've, I've said on here that yeah. there's koans and stories yes. and one of the, 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 uh, um, a Suda which is a story of the Buddha describing the, the Eightfold Path. Uh, mm-hmm. Because again, he was really, in any of these Eastern spiritual practices, they were really focused on avoiding extremes, um, you know, sensual indulgences, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to be mindful of what you're doing. You know, and yeah. that, it's like we talked about, the, like with, um, you know, eating, it's like thanking and recognizing where your food's coming from. So mm-hmm. he says, uh, monks, these two extremes ought not to be practiced by one who has gone forth from the household life. There is an addiction to indulgence of, sen- of sense pleasures, which is low, coarse, the way of ordinary people, unworthy and unprofitable. And there is an addiction to self-mortification, which is painful, unworthy and unprofitable. Wow. That's, that's intense. I like so, it. <laughs> and he yeah. goes on, goes on uh-huh. um, avoiding the, both these extremes. The perfect one has realized the middle path. Mm. Uh, it gives vision, gives knowledge and leads to calm, to insight, to enlightenment and to nirvana. And that is the middle path. And, and, and what is that middle path realized? It's the, na- it's the eightfold path. You know, so so th- there he's saying is like you get this calm, you get this peace, you get this um, you know release of indulgence mm-hmm. by practicing this middle path and this middle way through the eightfold path. Yeah, and and I think that maybe what listeners can take from that too is this concept that when you hold tightly to like the extremes that we're talking yes. about, like some something rigid, maybe it's not even, maybe it doesn't feel that intense. Maybe it's something linear. Maybe it's, you know, something that, you know, you, you think there's one way to do something that the, in the short term, that's going to feel better to your brain, but the more you stick with that, that's, what's going to lead to suffering that actually releasing this grip on things have to be one way is, is what, is what actually, and that's what the middle path is. Obviously that's what you're saying. That's going to create more peace in your life. Well, what you also said before is the flexibility and that's what's yeah. key, you know, because I think I'm going to rewrite this now as far as right, right mind, <laughs> nice. right yeah. because you're, you're absolutely correct. And so even like right understanding, you know, one of, one of the mm-hmm. eightfold path, it's like, it doesn't mean that there's a right or wrong way to understand something. It means be open and flexible to mm-hmm. how you see and understand something, mm-hmm. you know, be open and flexible for how you think and recognize a thought, you know, thoughts are not reality. And so, uh, speech think about what you're saying 
You know, that that's that's kind of what I say a lot about mindfulness mm-hmm. or mindful living is it's it's thinking before you speak. Yeah, there's the it's the pause. It's the it's space. The pause. It's yeah. the spaciousness and and it's I mean it's 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 worth acknowledging and that's very hard. Uh-huh. You know, it's like that's so hard. And it's like this is where, you know, I was just saying people over and over again to the point I'm sure they're extremely annoyed with me is Never. I'm like, you know, <laughs> well, uh debatable. Um <laughs> that, you know, I'm like they call it a practice for a reason, right? Yeah. Like it's this is it's really hard. Like it's really hard to be mindful. It's really hard to walk the middle path, you know? Heck yeah. I mean, if it were easy, we would all do it. I mean, that's the that's one thing right. I say. Yeah, you know, that means same. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if all this stuff was easy, we would do it. We would certainly live in a more peaceful way. I think if we could get, here's my dream. Can I share like a little fantasy so, with I, you? Yeah, please. It's, it's G I promise, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's that we would have people in leadership roles mm-hmm. that are practicing mindfulness or middle path. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I'm down with that. That's, like, that's I like, love I'm that. Not, yeah. I'm not saying I love world it. Peace. I know. I'm, I'm so, not saying I love that. like ending I, hunger. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't think I'm going to say, I don't think that that's actually a fantasy because I think that the way the, where <laughs> this is so broad, but like where we are currently in human experience and human history, there's, there's obviously been um, a resurgence in interest in these ancient concepts, right? We wouldn't be having this podcast, <laughs> right? If, 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 if there weren't. And so, you know, I think, I don't think that's impossible that maybe some of that will begin to trickle in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I like your optimism. <laughs> I will, I will share in your hope and uh-huh, your optimism. Uh-huh. Um, but I do remain I mean, I'm not pessimistic by any means, but I think it's challenging. You know, one of the, yeah. a, a beautiful dialectic is that mm-hmm. what gets people into leadership roles mm-hmm. often is not a very mindful practice. Yeah, that's, it's so true. It's so true. I mean, so, you know, yeah, it's, it's an uphill battle. We'll say it's it that an way. Battle. It's yeah. an uphill battle. Well, but so if, if that's a challenge and I think that's the appropriate word here Yes. for people in leadership roles, I, I think that like, we don't want to like pendulum swing the other way away from the mindfulness or the middle path here to say like let's give up there's no point in this and it's like that's where like every individual listening to this it's like you can practice this in small ways uh, throughout the day and 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 i mean this like so like concretely if everybody was doing little by little all the time like there'd be like there'd be more of that in the world you know, yeah, I mean, like, that's grassroots, right? Yeah, Starting yeah. At any, right at any level. And so if I am even working at a, you know, a very entry level job in a large company, my interaction with my superior that is mindful or flexible mm-hmm. or middle path can certainly lead to that person maybe reflecting yes. on their own rigidity, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah. and what I mean by this is that people in leadership are often b- believe that they got there because they have the right skills or tools or knowledge or theory, so that they're maybe mm. inflexible for imposing or integrating a new idea or new principles. And so what we're trying to say is like, is there a way that those individuals might be able to gain some insight and some flexibility so that maybe they're going to lead in a more effective way? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And and I was just thinking, as you're saying that, Pete, that that's also just so applicable though, like in literally every context, right? Like in a relationship, people are like, yes. I'm in this relationship because I did it right. Or I got this job because I did it right. Or I'm a yeah. parent because I did this right. And you know, what you and I are really saying today is, you know, can we let go of that yeah. concept oddly of, of being right and use, <laughs> use the word right that <laughs> Buddhism, Buddhism they're encouraging us to, to use, which is really like 
come back to the middle path, come back to this, yeah. this idea that there's, there isn't right and wrong. There is not you know, right or best and worse. It's like, you know, again, that's the, and that's actually such a beautiful overlap with, um, you know, modern behaviorism, as I've talked about before, we refer to as actually functional contextualism, exactly. which means that in a means of behavior, um, a behavior's function is determined by the context. And the reason mm -hmm. that's important is because the context is always changing. You know, there's never a one size fits all. I tell people like even with mindfulness, I'm like, there's not a behavior you can do that works the same yes. effectiveness in an effectiveness way in every situation. Like you can't be mindful in every situation. We have to, for example, distract sometimes. That's right. Like just, there's no one size fits all. And so like the more you can bring that into your concept of, of living again, like things become actually like a little bit easier. Beautiful. Well, Nikki, this was great. And I, I know we're going to continue on our middle path and listeners just remember the middle path. It gives vision, gives knowledge and leads to calm, to insight and to enlightenment. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only. 